Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have a stupid joke. What's the difference between a gynecologist and a genealogist? I don't know. A genealogist looks up the family tree. A gynecologist looks up the family bush. (laughs) (laughs) That's stupid. And I didn't know a family bush was a thing Mm. until now. I guess we have family bushes. Yeah, we totally have family bushes. (laughs) (laughs) That's just gross. It is gross. Okay, so um, I don't have a big start because I had some trouble finding it. So I just have some really dumb things that people have done. Okay. So first one, I once searched high and low all over my house for like 25 minutes for a certain pair of shorts that I just could not find because I had them on. <laughs> That's like the phone thing. It is. There's one of those in there too, in here too. Next one, I worked at a craft store. When we were going through the aisles cleaning up, we were supposed to grab any damaged items and put them in a specific bin. At the end of each night, the manager would quickly go through it. One night, she dug through it and pulled out a wooden E. Who put this in here, she asked. I did, and I told her it's supposed to be an E, but it's missing one of the prongs. My manager then informed me that it was, in fact, a wooden F. That would be embarrassing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> okay, next one. I took a quick break at work and went to get a soda. My brain went on autopilot and I drove home, walked in, took off my work shirt. Oh, my God. Plopped on the couch, turned on the TV and wondered where my girlfriend was because <laughs> she usually got home before I got off of work. <laughs> That's when I looked up at the clock and realized I had three hours left on my shift. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've done that before where I've walked outside and I'm like, am I supposed to leave now? Am I supposed now? to leave? Or I have to look at my clock to yeah. see what time it is. I Yeah, I get that. Uh, next one, I once tried to take a screenshot of a crack on my phone screen. That doesn't work. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, next one, I was at the zoo buying a fountain pop when the staff didn't give me a straw. I asked for one, but he said that they didn't give out straws due uh, to the free roaming animals on the ground, uh, the zoo ground. I asked, how am I supposed to drink this? Without breaking eye contact, he took the drink and removed the plastic lid and handed it back to me. (laughs) (laughs) If you tip it, it pours out. (laughs) Well, okay, so... I kind of understand. Why did they put the lid on? Yeah. You can't drink it with the lid on it. No. Especially if it was one of those with the straw hole. Exactly. Yeah, I get that. (laughs) Uh, Next one up until my freshman year of college, I thought that red and green when mixed was what made purple. Boy, did I feel dumb when I discovered the truth in my chemistry class by arguing with a textbook, a chemist, and a full classroom of people. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's red and and purple. Blue. Or yeah. Yeah, red and blue make purple. Yes. Red and green make like puke. Yeah. That's not a color. No. (laughs) Okay, next one I worked at a tea store. At the end of the day I had to fill a big sink in the back and wash out all the tea makers we used during the day. I turned the sink on to fill, then went about some other duties as usual. Half an hour later, a cold feeling of dread hits me as I realize I forgot about the sink. I had flooded the back room and took it took me an hour to clean up. Oh my gosh. That sucks. Yeah. Next one, I once spent an hour, almost an hour, searching my house for my phone while I was on the phone with my mom. <laughs> she heard me getting frustrated and throwing things around, so she asked what was wrong. I replied, I can't find my phone anywhere. I've been looking for it the whole time I've been on the phone. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Everybody has done exactly. that. Everybody. Exactly. Next one, I was interviewing for a job with Yahoo Maps. Before the interview, the HR woman asked me if I needed directions to the Yahoo campus. I said, oh, I'll just Google it. Her um, response was, uh, you mean you'll Yahoo Maps it? Needless to say, I didn't get the job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Next one, I tried to get my t- the toast out of the toaster with a fork. Mm, not smart. No. This one is hilarious, and it's something I'd do. I once put a cup of water in the microwave, but the cup was too tall. So I poured out some water and and tried to put the cup back thinking it would fit. Oh, my gosh. I have never done that. I haven't either, but it's something I would do. I could see myself doing that. Oh, I'll just pour some water out. No problem. Uh, Next one. A girl in my class had a cool shirt on that that had a bunch of little watermelon slices on it. My stupid brain decided to compliment her on her shirt by saying, nice melons. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Next one, I tried to unscrew a light bulb while it was still on. Mm. Not smart. I bet it was hot. Yeah. Next one, I was heating up a pan to make ground beef. The oil I dumped in started smoking, so I grabbed a paper towel to wipe it out. Turns out that hot smoking oil is still hot when it soaks through a paper towel. (laughs) (laughs) next one a random girl asked me to take her photo in the park so i agreed after taking her photo she thanked me and apologized for being bothersome my dumbass replied her thank you with no thank you instead of you're welcome (laughs) um next one i once put a heat a pizza in the oven to reheat while it was still in the box and turned the temperature up to over 400 degrees. My roommate laughed at me after we got the fire out and assessed that there was no damage. He really gave me a hard time about it. I have an advanced degree. I'm not going to, to say in what because I'm afraid they'll take it away when they discover this story. <laughs> Next one, I used to go in and pay for patrol when my dad was uh, giving me a lift for work. And three times I got in the wrong car. Once I even sat down, looked to my right to see a very scared and confused driver, looked out my window, my dad's just staring at me, shaking his head. (laughs) (laughs) And my last one, 
An interviewer said, I seemed like a positive person. I laughed in her face. (laughs) (laughs) And those were mine for the week. Okay, so this week I did People Recall the Most Disturbing, Unexplainable Events of Their Lives. Ooh, okay. My childhood home was massively haunted. A lot of the haunting happened during the day, but here's the one that panicked me the most. I was alone watching my brother. I was around 18. He was two or three. He barely talked yet. We were in his playroom, a really brightly lit area downstairs, playing with blocks or something, when he suddenly goes from giggling and running around to just frozen, staring at the entryway into the room. I asked him what's up, and he just points to the staircase and says, Icky noise. He's been pointing and saying that he was freaked out randomly for a while now, and I figured it was going to be another time showing him nothing is there. But I finally take a good look at the stairs, and there's something there. Our staircase was mostly surrounded by walls, so I hadn't noticed at first due to shadow. But I could see, crouched on the step just below where the wall cut off, this pitch-black shape of a person. It was literally a slightly fuzzy silhouette of a person made of just pure black, clearly looking at us between the hand railing. It took a step further down toward us, still crouching, holding the rails, before my brain processed that I was actually seeing it. I screamed because what other response are you really going to have to that? Grabbed my brother and left the house. We ended up sitting in the backyard playing with my sister's dog while I called my mom and waited for her to get home. Sightings of that thing only got worse before we moved out. When my brother was a bit older, he was able to explain he called it icky noise because whenever it showed up, he could hear this really gross, scary, gurgling whispering. I never heard it make a noise, but I definitely saw it several times. And it got rid of my idea that daytime was automatically safe real fast. Taking an afternoon nap after a short morning shift at work, I hardly ever nap, but I had plans to go out for late dinner with my girlfriend, so I wanted to rest up. I laid down on the couch, and was absol- it was absolutely silent in my apartment. My ears started ringing louder and louder, nearly giving me a headache. It was keeping me from falling asleep, so I sat up and looked for the TV remote for some background noise. Got the remote, aimed it at the TV, sitting on the floor in front of the TV with his back to me is my brother, Lee. Startled, I jumped up and said, hey, when'd you sneak in? He doesn't move. I get a very strange feeling, goosebumps over my entire body, chills. I feel like I'm going to throw up instantly. Without moving at all, I hear him say, everything is cool, man. Don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Mm. I'm confused as hell right now, and for some reason, I'm going to vomit my guts up. I run to the bathroom to puke, dry heave for about 30 seconds, go back out, and Lee is gone. I start yelling, hey, where'd you go? No sign of him. I call him, no answer, text him, waiting for response. I lay back down, but no way I'm sleeping. I feel 100% better suddenly. I decide to go clean my car out so my girlfriend doesn't have to sit on McDonald's bags. Phone buzzes. It's my mom. Lee has been in a bad car accident a few hours ago. He's at the hospital now. He passes in the emergency room. Aww, that's so creepy. (laughs) Not me, but my father. When he was about 15, he was playing cards and listening to the radio in the living room of his mom's house. There's a knock on the door, and he opens it to see his grandfather stumbling over the porch railing, clearly drunk. This is common. Grandpa would get drunk and stumble over, looking for something to eat. Mom, your dad's here. He went back 
to playing cards. His mom finishes washing dishes and is wiping her hands on a towel as she looks both ways on her porch. Who did you say was here? Your dad. There's no one outside. Are you sure? Yes, he was there a minute ago. He must have left. She shuts the door and goes back to the kitchen. About a minute later, she gets a call telling her her phone number was found in the wallet of a body found near the train tracks in Kentucky. They describe the man and what he was carrying, and she gasps gasps, and asks again, Who did you say was here? His body was found a state over. He had suffered alcohol poisoning and severe dehydration. My dad always says, I don't believe in ghosts, but I believe in something. Creepy. Was sleeping over at a friend's small apartment, mid-80s, on the floor in a sleeping bag, between his bed and his little sister's bed. Middle of the night, I woke up suddenly, but not alarmed, just suddenly, very clearly, wide awake. A quiet man's voice in my head said, you should get up and move. I don't remember even questioning it, or it seeming weird, so I got up, moved my bag to the foot of the bed, and went back to sleep. Sometime later, early morning, there was a huge crash and we all sit up alarmed. His cat had jumped up and somehow taken down a shelf holding this gigantic wooden 70s style stereo set. The kind with boxy wooden speakers, a turntable, cassette, and 8-track player, etc. Probably 60 to 80 pounds of gear total. It fell maybe 4 feet and landed right where my head would have been. My friend yelled my name and rolled over, didn't see me down there, and looked around panicky-like. And of course, I was down by his feet. We just stared for a second and soaked in the implications. That's crazy. A few years ago, my uncle woke up at around 2 in the morning because of the ringing of the telephone beside his bed. He picked it up, and it was his friend. His friend was asking how my uncle was and such. After a brief conversation, his friend said that he was peaceful where he is, things felt great, and that he's happy. My uncle was glad to hear that and said goodbye. As he put down the telephone, my uncle woke up and realized that he was dreaming. The next day, he heard news about his friend being slain by an intruder in his house at around 1 a.m. This may sound crazy, but here goes. In college, my then-boyfriend and I lived in an old house near campus. The house always kind of gave off a little bit of a creepy vibe, but nothing ominous. After living there about a year, I started seeing things out of the corner of my eye, things I couldn't explain but would convince myself weren't there. One day, I was walking through the living room and could have sworn I saw a youngish guy with long hair, wearing jeans and a bandana, sitting on my couch. When I looked again, he was gone. Shortly thereafter, the boyfriend's things started getting moved, or started getting messed with, He'd left a stack of magazines on the bed while he went to shower. When he came back, they were spread out across the bed. Not like the stack had just fallen over, but arranged in a grid. Another time in the shower, the water turned suddenly cold. He reached down to turn the hot water up, only to find that the hot water was completely off. He started to feel creeped out, but I never got a bad feeling despite the things I'd seen. I joked that we had a ghost, the bandana hippie guy I saw on the couch, (laughs) and he had a crush on me. One night, boyfriend and I were cooking dinner together. He came up behind me at the stove and started kissing my neck. I joked, be careful, Jed, that's what we started referring to the ghost as, isn't going to like you doing that. He laughs and just says out loud, sorry, Jed, you can't have her, she's mine. No sooner had the words gotten out of his mouth, there was a huge crash in the next room. We go into the living room to inspect and find that the glass door to our entertainment center is completely shattered. 
Pieces of glass were flung all over the room like the glass had been hit with something hard. After that, no more weird things happened, no more creepy feelings, no more odd occurrences. Weird. What the fuck? I don't know. My grandma was always irrationally afraid of dogs. She liked them, but they made her nervous because they were too messy and loud and unpredictable. She would always tell us not to leave the door open on nice days. Close that door. A big black dog might walk in. (laughs) She had this fear that one day she'd turn around and there'd be a big black Labrador slobbering on her floors. We always laughed at her oddly specific fear, and we knew everyone who lived nearby and their dogs. The biggest, blackest dog within one mile of her house was a Yorkie, so her fear was unfounded. (laughs) Anyway, years later, my grandma passed. My dad and I had the sad task of clearing out her house. Things were a bit stuffy, so we left the door open to the yard and got to work. After a while, we both hear a strange noise and look up. It sounded like panting. We turned around, and I shit you not, there was a big black Labrador sitting in the middle of the kitchen, just gazing up at us happily, drooling (laughs) on Grandma's linoleum, just like she always said would happen. We (laughs) lost our shit, uncontrollable laughter, crying just a little, gave the dog scratches and escorted him back outside. My dad shut the door, looked upwards, and said, sorry, Ma, you were right. She had just... She just had to be proven right one last time. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> My dad grew up on a farm. He was playing in the hayloft where he wasn't supposed to be. At some point, he got too close to the edge and started falling backward. That's when he felt a hand forcefully, forcefully pushing him up and back to safety. He thought it was his dad who was going to be mad at him, but he turned around and no one was there. Ooh, creepy. A few years ago, the day before my birthday, I had a really weird dream. I was in what seemed like to be a kitchen with my mother, but with contours I couldn't really discern. I walked up to her and asked, so how did he pass? She replied, he woke up dead. <laughs> I woke up at that point, around 4.30 a.m., according to my phone, and I and wrote this down in my dream journal beside my bed, which I was keeping at the time in an attempt to spur lucid dreaming. It was not successful. My first lucid dream occurred entirely by accident last summer. A few hours later, maybe after 8 a.m., after the sun was up, my brother calls me crying to say that our Uncle S. was gone. Apparently, my Aunt S. woke up around 6 a.m. to wake him up for work as usual, only to find him blue-faced and cold in the bed next to her, having choked on his vomit. He had no medical conditions that would have worried my aunt, his sisters, or his mother, never mind the rest of the family. Even the autopsy came back inconclusive. They couldn't find any reason, medical, neurological, or chemical, as to why he suddenly puked in his sleep and didn't wake up from it. Though my aunt did say that the coroners estimated he passed one to two hours before she got up, right around the time I woke up from the woke-up-dead dream. Hmm. Weird. I was about 12 or 13. I lived on five plus acres of land that was literally wide open as far as the eye could see, even outside of the property. No trees, no buildings, nothing. It was summer and I was outside mowing grass and my father was working in the garden when out of nowhere a passenger jet, I have no idea what kind, perhaps a 747, came over the property so low I could see the windows clearly and hear the immense roar of the engine. I could literally feel the pulsing of the engine. 
I stopped mowing and started running back to my house, and my father starting, started running back to the house, and we just stopped and stared at it. Then I looked at my father and asked what was happening, and he looked at me and shrugged and talked, well, screamed, actually, about how cool this was. Mid-scream sentence, the sound was gone, and he was clearly yelling over nothing. We looked up, and there was no plane, nothing. We hopped in his truck and drove all over the damn township looking for this plane that was clearly low enough to be seen by people. We did have neighbors, just nothing big enough to block out any sections of the sky. No one saw or heard anything. They, they all looked at us like we were crazy. We just watched the news for the rest of the day, waiting for something to come up about a missing jet or an unexplained low-flying jet. Something, nothing came, came about it. To this day, it still freaks me out. That's crazy. It's like, uh, what's that called? Uh, glitch in the Matrix? Yeah, like that was in a different dimension or something? Something. On August 16th, 2008, my friend Kelsey passed in a horrible river rafting accident. Prior to her leaving on her rafting trip, she and I had bought tickets to the upcoming Radiohead concert on August 19th in Vancouver. She and I shared our love for Radiohead and a few friends of ours were going to attend with us. Just before she left to go on a rafting trip, she and I were talking, Hey, what song would you want Radiohead to play that you know they won't play? Her answer was Just, which is a song from the mid-1990s that wasn't in their set list anymore. I also asked her, what makes you like Radiohead so much? And she said, Radiohead is music for a rainy day. On August 19th, three days after her passing, we still attended the concert because we felt it was something that she would have wanted us to do. We were all in the grips of grief, grief, and I didn't really have the spirit to go, but I went anyways. We never gave her ticket to anyone, and we had the ticket torn at the gate because she was coming with us. It was a dry summer day, and three-fourths of the way through an absolutely awesome show, Tom York looks up at the sky and says, Looks like we might get some of that famous Vancouver rain. Let's play something for a rainy day. Aww. Haven't played this in a while, so bear with us. Or something close to that effect. On comes Just, a song they hadn't played live in forever. It then proceeded to downpour for the next several hours, more rain than I've ever seen in August in, in Vancouver. The streets were flooded and everyone at the outdoor show was completely soaked with warm summer rain. She came to that show with us that day. She made it rain and I'll never forget it. R.I.P. Kelsey, you are sorely missed. Aww, that's so sad. When I was in elementary, I went to school ridiculously early for swim practice. Turns out it was canceled and I only found out when I got there. That meant that I had a whole, the whole school to myself. I waited near the school gate, and soon enough, my homeroom teacher arrived. I greeted her, saying, Hi, Miss Grace. Here's where it gets weird. She ignored me and walked past me. Confused, I looked toward the gate, then back at where she was walking, except she wasn't there. I was a bit frightened at this point, so I went to wait outside my locked classroom, which happens to be next to the restrooms. I sat down on the floor... A few minutes later, I heard the eeriest, creepiest laugh coming from the restroom. It was really high-pitched, almost witch-like. It made my hair stand on end. I was so scared, I ran back toward the school gate. A few minutes later, my, home my homeroom teacher, the one I had just seen earlier who ignored me and then vanished into thin air, passed through the gate. She saw me and greeted me. I was too freaked out to reply. 
Until now, I have no idea what on earth happened. It's the only paranormal experience I haven't been able to explain to this day. As someone who doesn't believe in ghosts, this one continues to baffle me to this day. The old Presque Isle Lighthouse in Michigan. It was deactivated in the 1800s. The story goes that one day, despite the fact that no power has been provided to it, it began to turn back on every night. I believe that it has now, even now, been re-registered as a landmark for passing ships so that they know where they are, they are when visibility is low. But wait, it gets weirder. I saw this lighthouse, lighthouse turn on with my very eyes, standing on a bridge about a mile away, I looked through a pair of binoculars and saw the filament itself burning. You could clearly make out the shape of it. It was exactly like looking into a low-watt bulb. However, when my friend and I hiked along the coast and made our way to the foot of the thing, it was very clearly still off. No light was coming on from the inside, but we had another person on the bridge. His very sweet grandma. With the walkie-talkie, she swore up and down that it was still on, even provided pictures. To re-illustrate, I was cl up close at an angle where I could see that this thing was giving off zero light as the sun had all but gone down. Completely. While someone else was able to take pictures of the bulb still burning clear as day. Upon hiking back, the bulb became brighter and brighter the further away we got until it was at its full glory when we were back at the bridge and the sun was completely down. Again, I don't believe in ghosts, but as someone who likes poking holes in stories like these, I do not understand how this could possibly have worked. Weird. Middle of the day, I just got home from high school and was drinking a nice glass of juice while standing, looking out the window. All of a sudden, I hear clicking, so I turn around. The cap to the juice is unscrewing itself, lifting uh -huh. about a foot in the air and dropping back onto the bottle. I stood there frozen for about a minute before running into the living room. I had to turn on the TV to drown out the clicking noise. Ten years later, it's still the weirdest thing I've ever seen and the lamest scary story ever. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was I that, don't though? Know. That's, that's weird. <laughs> In high school, I went over to my girlfriend's house to hang out. We hadn't eaten dinner yet, and we were both getting pretty hungry, so we were unsuccessfully debating what we should eat. Suddenly, we hear a thump come from the kitchen. Since we were home alone, we went to investigate. One of the recipe books that her dad keeps on the refrigerator had fallen off, but it was like seven feet away from their fridge and had opened to a certain page, chicken and mushrooms with rice. So I jokingly said, maybe we should make that. We checked the kitchen, and she had all the necessary <laughs> ingredients, after we collected them, we turned to the stove, and there was already a large, clean skillet sitting on it, ready to go. My girlfriend claimed she hadn't done it, as she had washed all the dishes earlier that afternoon and put them all away. I thought that maybe she was just messing with me, but she was convincingly serious. So basically, some friendly ghost helped settle a small argument by saying, Look, you dumb shits, cook this and shut the fuck up. It was delicious, by the way. <laughs> When I was about 13, I think, my two buddies and I were hanging out when we decided to take a walk on the, in the trails through the woods near my house. We walked around for a little while, then we decided to go off the actual trails and into the forest itself. Not that crazy if you walk in any direction for about an hour, you'll hit a road, so not really concerned about going off the trail. After a couple of minutes, we found an abandoned shack. It looked almost like a garage. 
It was just sitting in the middle of the forest with no dis discernible path to it. We thought it was definitely weird. I had been walking and biking those trails my whole life and had never seen or heard about it before. So we opened the door and went inside to take a look. Inside, we found an old boat with, oddly, a brand new engine. Again, there is absolutely no trail or path leading to this place. Stranger than that, the place is literally half filled with junk, as in there is like two to three feet of just random junk covering almost the entirety of the floor. Being dumb teenagers, we were weirded out, but we still explored the place. It had a second level with more stuff covering the floor. Eventually, after getting creeped out, we decided to leave. Things get weirder at this point. As I mentioned before, if you walk in any direction for about an hour, you will just hit a road. We didn't want to have to walk that, plus however long it took to get back to my house because we were lazy. Given that we had just kind of wandered through the woods for a bit, we couldn't remember which trail we needed to take to get back to my place. Luckily, we had walkie-talkies with us. That sounded funny. <laughs> walkie-talkies with us. We had mostly used them for calling each other names previously. All three of us grab one, pick a way to go, and set off. I guess all of us happened to be messing around with the channel selector at the same time because no one got far before we all kind of stopped and looked at each other. On one of the channels was some woman absolutely sobbing. Great heaving sobs while muttering in between to catch her breath, but we couldn't make out what she was saying. As soon as we all heard it, we beelined back to each other to see if the other guys were hearing this shit. Sure enough, it was coming through all of the walkie-talkies. We tried for like 45 minutes to get the woman to respond to us. We kept asking if she was okay and what was wrong, but she just kept crying. I think at one point there was even someone else on another channel we talked to who could hear it on his walkie-talkie. <laughs> Eventually, after about 30 minutes or so, the channel, channel went silent. It took us all a little while to get out of the trails, and we were creeped the hell out on the entire way out. Never heard any reports of anything happening in the area. Nothing. Weird. That is weird. I just moved into an old house in rural Pennsylvania, as it was the definition of creepy. Large old house with a weird floor plan. I had a couple of experiences in that house at night, such as footsteps and touching, but the most memorable daytime event was startling. The layout of the house had three rooms in a row, two rooms connected by a third room that had a door at each end. I was sitting on the couch in the middle room when I heard a large bang in the room to my left, followed by a large bang on the connecting door, then the window opposite me, then the other connecting door, then finally in the room to my left. <laughs> As if a spooky ghost had run through my house pounding on shit, which promptly, which prompted me to yell out, quit banging, oh my god. Quit banging on shit. If it was a ghost, it listened. No more bangs after that. Hmm. Weird. I was plagued by pretty bad sleep paralysis for the majority of my childhood. Like I would fall asleep normally and wake up with my face in the pillow, unable to move my body as I suffocated. No idea how I even survived those moments, to be honest. Other times I'd hear loud whispering from multiple voices that I couldn't understand just outside my doorway, or I'd hear loud static and doors open and close. Standard sleep paralysis hallucinations and whatnot. It's rarely an issue anymore because I've altered the way I fall asleep. It only really happens now if I'm in such a state of ex exhaustion 
that I can't really fall into a proper sleep and kind of end up in limbo between being asleep and awake. Anyway, late last summer, I had just gotten back from visiting family over in England, so I was exhausted from traveling. I ended up falling asleep as I was watching something on my iPad and had some dream that I really can't remember all the details of now. All that I remember was that I had fallen asleep in the dream and the doors in the hallway of this house that I was in started to open and shut as if someone was looking for someone, me. At this point, my dreams... My dream self had woken up and was pretending to be asleep when the door to the room I was in opened up. I ended up waking up as well, sort of. If you've experienced sleep paralysis, you should know what I mean. I was in that moment when you're conscious that you're not in your dream anymore because you're aware of your surroundings and can feel your body just being immobile, heavy sack of meat and bones. Once I woke up, I felt this immense pressure like someone much heavier than me was putting their weight on my back as I leaned over to whisper, as they leaned over to whisper in my ear. I tried moving, and of course I couldn't. I started to hear ambient noise as if there was a wind whipping up in my room, but it had been put through a filter and ended up kind of muted. As that pressure on my back increased, I heard a very deep, sinister voice loudly say, No one will save you. I actually jolted right up after that, gasping dramatically like people tend to do in the movies and on TV and such. If it wasn't 3 a.m., I probably would have gone and crawled into my mom's bed, despite being 20. <laughs> I just tried not to cry instead and turned on the lights. I ended up forcing myself to stay awake until the sun came up, just in case it happened again. Creepy. When I was 19, I was walking home from the library and a cop pulled up to the curb asking to see my ID. I wasn't sure what was going on, but I showed it to him. After a moment of verifying that I was who my ID claimed I was, he apologized and handed me a printout of a missing teen a couple of years younger than me. She could have been my identical twin. I told him that I didn't blame him for thinking I was her. I don't remember her name. I was too shaken up by the picture, but I still wonder what she's doing and if she's okay. It was nearly 20 years ago. Whenever I tell the story, it's phrased as the time I met a CIA agent. I used to work retail and hadn't been opening that morning. This was at around 7 a.m., so not many people out and about. I opened the doors at 7.30. 7.35, a man comes in. He looks frantic. His, his clothes don't look very well kept. I sort of assumed he was homeless. This set me a bit on edge, and I honestly thought I was about to get robbed. He comes up to the counter, looks around, and then asks where the bathroom is. At this point, I just assumed that he wanted to shoot up or something, whatever, not the first, not the last, and I make it a general rule not to piss off junkies before 10 a.m., so I point him towards the bathroom and go about my day. He heads in there. A few minutes later, two men come into the store. They look around, then at me, then towards a car just outside. They don't really say anything to me other than a general hey before starting to look around. Usually, we never get customers that early in the morning. We often start getting customers around 8 a.m., and business picks up around 9 a.m. One of them heads to the bathroom. He tries to open it, and it's locked. I say nothing. They didn't ask me why it was locked or anything. I'm not opening my mouth because, once again, it's before 10 a.m. The two of them leave. The guy comes out shortly after. He's dressed in much better clothes, looks somewhat groomed, and even seems to have better posture. He just nods over to me and walks out. 
I've thought this over at least once a day in the four years since I had that job. It wasn't until the next day that things really stood out to me as being really fucking weird. My conclusion is that I watched some sort of spy operation or something because honestly, that's what it felt like. Oh, that was it. Weird. <laughs> like, what was he doing in there? I don't know. That's weird. That's it. Okay. I have just more creepy things, I think, that have happened to people. I don't really know. Okay. First one, a really bizarre thing happened to me today that left me a bit shaken. Earlier today, I went to an, an appointment with a sore throat. At the end of my 30-minute slot, I was sitting at the table across from the doctor with her writing out prescriptions. Suddenly, there was a knock on the door, and without waiting for a response, a man stepped in. He was tall and slightly stooping in his 30s, maybe 40s, with balding blonde hair, wearing jeans and a (laughs) checkered shirt. I guessed he was the next patient in line eager to start his appointment and only paid him a quick glance before before turning back to the table. My doctor called out something to the effect of, Sir, could you please wait outside? I'll call you back in a few minutes, and resumed writing. The man, however, didn't leave right away, but continued silently standing in the doorway for several more seconds. Then, out of my side vision, I noticed something really disturbing. There was something strange going on with this man's face that wasn't there a moment ago. I couldn't make out the details, so I I cautiously gave him another look. What I saw is difficult to put in words. The best I can describe it is, well, a glitch effect, like a corrupt image on a video file. The man's face was now a blob of different shades of pink, misshapen, and somehow almost pixelated. I was only able to catch a flash of it, though, as the man quickly turned back to the door and stepped out. As he was turning around, I noticed that in profile, his face looked flat and featureless, like a Lego figure. This encounter was so unexpected and so unusual that at first it didn't even register with me as being something noteworthy. After a moment's consideration, I figured it must have been a simple brain hiccup on my part due to lack of sleep or or maybe some weird visual illusion. But then I met the eyes of the doctor. She paused, pen in hand, and asked me hesitantly, Did you see it? His face? Yeah, I said. And that was that. We didn't discuss it further. She finished filling out my paperwork and I went home, feeling a bit lightheaded. As I left the office, the man was sitting in the corridor outside, occupied with his phone. As far as I could see, his face was once again perfectly normal. That just goes to show you we're living in the Matrix. Yeah, it's weird. That is really weird. And the doctor saw it too. Yes. What the fuck? I don't know. Okay, next one. About four or five years ago, I worked at a Little Caesars Pizza. Usually I worked inside on the pizzas, but we had just started up this Monday Madness deal where pizzas were only $4 on Monday, so we needed someone to advertise. I was a wild and weird metalhead, so I took up the position on Mondays of just going out there, throwing around a sign to get attention and bring people in for pizza. Not exactly glamorous, but I had fun. One day, while I was out there doing my thing, I see a van coming straight at me. It jumps the curb and slams into me. I feel it crush against the electrical box controlling the streetlights, I see a a quick flash as the traffic lights flick off and then black out. I open my eyes with a gasp and I'm still on the corner and nothing has happened. No van or anything, but the story doesn't end there. 
I was a little shaken up, so I decided to pack it up and walk back to the store for a break. I walk no more than 15 feet away from the corner when I hear a crash. I look back and a van has hopped the curb into the electrical box and I watch as traffic lights flick off. Needless to say, I took the day off. Still think about it from time to time. I wonder why that happens to some people. Where they see something that's going to happen? I don't know. And it happens a lot, apparently. It seems like it. Yeah. Where they're just in this thing where they see what's going to happen and then they snap back to... Yeah, what the fuck? Or it makes you wonder if other people see it and they're like, yeah, they don't pay attention to it or something. Yeah. And well, actually, even one that I had last week was like that, where the girl got into the car crash and went through a windshield, Mm -hmm. the trailer, and then the lady behind her saw that happen, too. Mm -hmm. Fucking weird. What the fuck? Okay, next one. My mother did all her GYN appointments with a doctor downtown. In downtown Austin. He was on the fifth floor of this hospital building and had a long-time nurse receptionist named Allison. I remember attending appointments when I was little, and my mother would make a game out of finding the office and being in the waiting room, which was colorfully decorated like a forest scene. Allison was a super sweet woman who was half-babysitter to us kids, too. She would read to us and give us coloring books, and occasionally, occasionally... even listened to our dreadful knock-knock jokes. We all referred to her as Alice in Wonderland. Anyway, years down the road, I got married and pregnant and started searching for an OB since I had moved back to Austin relatively recently before that. My mother suggested that I go see if that doctor, who had been super young when I was born, was still in business. Well, I could not find his name in the hospital directory, so I figured I would just swing by the office and check. My mother happened to be in town, as she had moved years ago, and came with me. We both joked about it being so familiar, but reversed situations now. As we reached the stairs, we ran into a problem. There was no fifth floor of this hospital office building. Odd. We both must have misremembered it. We knew it was at the top floor, so it must be the fourth. Nope, not there. We thought maybe we were in the wrong building except we parked in the same parking garage thing from 20 years ago and walked the same route. The doctor does not exist, never did, apparently. My mother and my brother and I are the only ones who remember him and Alice in Wonderland. We have asked around, including some hospital staff. We even looked up our birth certificates, which are new copies, and it just lists an attending physician. One of my childhood memories is fake, but shared with my brother and my mother. That's weird. That is weird. What the fuck? What is that? That almost makes me think, though, it could have been the fourth floor and everything is just painted over and totally different. Possibly. I I mean, I guess, but who knows? I don't know. All right, next one. This happened to me when I was 19. I'm 27 now. At the time, I was dating my high school boyfriend, Alan. He lived two towns away from me, but we spent every weekend together. My best friend Jill had also been friends with Alan since middle school, so we were all very close. Jill and I worked together at a medical supply factory and would occasionally come up with some great adventures to go on on the weekends. This weekend was no exception. We had made plans to drive out to Alan's after work on Friday, spend the night, then get up and go on our adventure Saturday morning. Friday rolls around, Jill and I get off work and swing by our apartment to pick up some stuff for our sleepover. 
We drive out to Allen's, start cooking up frozen pizzas, and bust out the guitars and Xbox. We play and talk and eat until around midnight, then decide we should get some sleep for our trip in the a.m. Alan had a futon in the living room that Jill slept on, while Alan and I went to his bedroom on the other side of the living room. We all said goodnight to each other and went to sleep. Saturday morning, I wake up and walk through the living room to go to the bathroom. Jill grumbles a good morning at me, and I walk past. I tell her to get up. It's almost 7, and we gotta make, uh, we got to get it all on the road. We all get ourselves ready and into Alan's 92 baby blue Ford Taurus. Then it got weird. We backed out the driveway, Alan driving, me up front, Jill sitting behind Alan. Then the next thing any of us remember, Jill and I are backing down Alan's driveway in her car, having just returned from our day, and it's 6.30 p.m. We were both smiling, and then Jill looked at me, and her face fell. She looked at me dead in the eyes and asked what just happened. It took a second for my feeling of euphoria to clear, like I had just had a really good dream. Then I realized that I couldn't remember where we had all went after backing down Alan's driveway that morning. So being reasonable, level-headed people, we pulled back into Alan's and went to see what he had to say. We knocked, and when Alan opened the door, we knew he had the same reaction as us. He was pale and wide-eyed and just mumbled out, Do you guys remember what just happened? And none of us did. We sat down and went over the details of the night and early morning over and over. We kept crying and having to stop to console each other, but we could not come up with any details past backing down the driveway. Alan remembered going into his house but not driving up to or parking his car. Jill and I don't remember getting into her car or seeing Alan go inside. Oh, and none of us can recall the plan for our Saturday adventure and what it was. That is so weird. We know we had a destination and activities planned, but not one of us can recall a single detail about what the plan was other than drive to Allen's, spend the night, get up early Saturday. Eventually, we were able to calm ourselves down and just reasoned it must have been an abduction, but it was no big deal. We were all fine. No weird side effects or physical evidence or anything. Stuff like this must happen all the time. Through the years, we brought it up to each other now and then, just passing a thought of how freaking bizarre it is that we still can't recall any other details of that day. Part of what bothers me about it is how it's become such a nonchalant topic to bring up now, even though it was very traumatizing at the time. We just so willingly fell into calling it our abduction, even though none of us have a clue. That is so weird. That is fucking weird. What the fuck? I don't know. That's. They couldn't even remember what they were planning to yeah, do. Yeah, that's crazy. Unreal. And it's three of them. That. Oh, my God. Okay. Next one. When I was 13, my father and I experienced something that still makes me question reality. It happened on a summer afternoon when we made a quick stop home between games from a softball field not far from my house. My sister and I had both made all-star teams through our local t- local league, and she was in the middle of a game, so my mother stayed with her while my dad brought me home to change and eat between a doubleheader. The softball field is less than a mile from where we lived, so it would take us a whole three minutes to get home. During those three minutes, the sky went from sunny to and almost no clouds 
to a very sinister dark gray. We live in Rhode Island, so this is not totally weird as New England weather changes more than most people change their underwear. But I do remember thinking I never saw us drive into a storm cloud or recognizing how it got so dark so fast. It just suddenly was. My dad made a comment about how my second game would probably get postponed because it looks like a serious thunderstorm. Another thing I'll mention was that when we pulled into the street coming home, it was unusually deserted. We lived on a dead-end street, a dead-end side street, and most people had multiple cars. Almost all of our neighbors parked on the street out in front of their house. We all had an unspoken designated spots, and I remember thinking I'd never seen the street so bare when we pulled onto it. I went to the house with my dad, uh, went to the bathroom, changed, and grabbed a sandwich. My dad went downstairs to check his work email, and I walked outside by the car to wait for him. It was so dark out at that point because of the cloud cover, it felt pointless to even go back to the field. I was mulling over and while eating my sandwich when I got a, this insanely ominous feeling. I looked to my left and saw a giant tornado coming down the street toward me. I watched as my neighbor's gutters three houses down come flying off their house and their shingles started to rip off. Living in an area where tornadoes just don't exist, I'm pretty sure I went into pure shock from disbelief. I was just standing there, and the next thing I remember is my father grabbing me from behind and pulling me into the house while yelling. He rushed me down into the basement, locking the door behind him. The next few minutes were, was just a ton of commotion with him swearing, calling, trying to call my mom's cell phone to warn her and everyone else at the ball field, while I sat there like an idiot, unable to comprehend what had just happened. When my dad got through to my mom, she told him there was absolutely no storm clouds anywhere and she could, that she could see, but pulled my sister from the game nonetheless and told everyone on the two teams playing that what he called and warned her about. There was confusion at the field, <clears throat> and they stalled the game. My dad told me to wait while he investigated as we heard nothing after entering the basement. After the longest five minutes of my life, my dad came back, color completely drained from his face, telling me it was gone and I could come upstairs. When I walked up, I noticed right away the sun was out. I walked outside, there were several cars on the street in their normal spots that weren't there 10 minutes ago, and my neighbor's house was completely fine. Local news reports no local news reports. My neighbors never saw a thing, even though two of them claim they had been home the entire time. This was not a small tornado that we saw. There was no way this thing materialized that quickly and disappeared just as rapidly. My dad still doesn't like talking about it, and even when I uh, get him to, he has convinced himself it must have been a freak thing that began and ended on our road. I know he noticed the same things I did, like the car suddenly being there and our neighbor's house magically being repaired. He's not a very open-minded guy, and I can tell the cognitive dissonance makes him very uncomfortable, so I don't push him too much. But it's obvious that he's just as disturbed by the entire thing. It still freaks me out to relive it. It makes me question reality in a serious way. That's weird. It is weird. Something that giant and huge and loud. And Next one. So this is a very odd thing that happened to us last night in our bedroom, getting a load of laundry together in a rush. We have a bathroom attached to our bedroom. It's located in the far left back corner, and there's a small hallway that leads to it. 
There's only one door in and out of the bathroom. There are no closets or windows in there. We also have a walk-in closet located in the same hallway adjacent to the bathroom, which you pass on your left-hand side before getting to the bathroom door. My husband entered the bedroom doorway, which is nowhere near the bathroom door. You have to walk into the bedroom and across the room to the back in order to get to it. He asked me if there's anything I needed to do in the bathroom as he is going to take a shower. I quickly told him no and heard him close the bathroom door behind him. A few moments later, I took the hamper a short distance from to the laundry room and set it down when I realized I had forgotten to grab some small towels from the tub in our bathroom. Without even thinking about it, I rushed back into our bedroom and towards the bathroom. The door was open, so I simply walked in, reached into the tub to get used towels. I also grabbed a towel that had been hanging, hanging from the shower curtain rod. Afterwards, I walked into our walk-in closet to retrieve a hamper of dark items. I was ready to walk out of the bedroom with said items when it hit me. Wait, wasn't he just taking a shower in there a few minutes ago? I didn't remember him passing me, and it would have been a very quick shower, which was not like him. I set the items down, called out for him from the bedroom doorway, but didn't get a response. We have an open concept layout, so it's fairly difficult to not notice people uh, entering a room when it happens. But it happens. I walked towards the bathroom again, and sure enough, the door was closed and the shower was running. I tried to open the door, but it was locked. I was trying to retrace it all. Maybe he had passed me? Though any possible explanation was refuted. He wasn't in the bedroom when I walked in. He wasn't in the bathroom when I walked in. He wasn't in the walk-in closet when I'd walked in either. I couldn't have walked into the bathroom without seeing him if he was in there. He wasn't in the shower, and the shower was off, Cur curtains pushed to the side when I had retrieved the small towels. He couldn't have passed me after I had left the bathroom to go into the bathroom, shut the door, turn on the shower without me noticing. There wasn't anywhere for him to hide either. Another thing that was strange to me when I began to analyze it, I couldn't recall the mirror being fogged up or the bathroom being steamy when I entered it, as it usually was. I was sitting on our bed waiting for him to come out so I could ask him. Then I heard him yell out for me. I walked to the bathroom door and asked him what was wrong. He said he needed a towel. There was no other towels in the bathroom either. I gave him a towel, then he dried himself off and got dressed. I asked about it, and he reassured me that he had not left the bathroom. He was in there the whole time. He said he walked into the bedroom, saw me getting laundry together, asked me if I needed anything from the bathroom, which I said no. He walked into the bathroom, closed it, locked the door behind him, and proceeded to take a shower. He did think it was very strange because he was absolutely certain that he had set his towel on the curtain rod, though. When he turned around to grab it, it was suddenly gone. My husband was in the bathroom, then he wasn't, then he was again, all at the same time, and I took his towel. That's so weird. I know! What the fuck? Okay, this is my last one. About a year ago, I was laying in bed after having just finished reading an excellent zombie novel. <laughs> novel. What's a novel? That's a zombie novel. <laughs> a star zombie novel. I've never heard of that before. They're really good. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
laughing when I said Google. <laughs> what, is, what is that? <laughs> Zombie novel. Okay. Uh, it was the middle of winter and slightly after midnight. I couldn't sleep as my mind was still crawling with zombies. So I lay awake staring at the ceiling with the dog snoring away next to me. Suddenly, I hear three loud thumps from the glass of the window across the room. Very hard and very steady, like someone pounding on the glass with, their, with the flat of their hand. The sound scared the daylight out of me and woke the dog, who started barking. I sat there trying to reassure him and myself that it was okay and there was some sensible reason for it. After a few minutes, we both calmed down and he went back to sleep and I followed about a half an hour later. I was awoken up, I was woken up in the middle of the night by the same sound. Thump, thump, thump. The sound came from the same window with the same steady interval between thumps and just as loud as before. The dog woke and started barking again. Both of us were freaking out. I couldn't bring myself to turn on the light and go look out the window. The only thing I could think to do was to run out into the living room, curl up on the couch with the dog, blanket over both of our heads. The next morning, I woke on the couch feeling exhausted, having slept only intermittently. The dog was sitting at the door to my room, looking alert and looking back at me and whining. I went back to my bedroom and looked out the window. There was nothing unusual looking, no marks on the glass or anything. My apartment is on the top floor of our six-story building. The fire escape was on the window nearest to the bed, not the one near the, near the window where the sound came from. Whatever had hit the window had had a six-story drop beneath it. At a loss for any other explanation, I figured it must have been a bird running into the window. I had no explanation for the fact that it seemed to do so three times in a row at steady intervals, on two separate occasions, and with the sound much louder than could be made by a lightweight creature bouncing off the glass. The fact that it had happened late at night, a time when birds aren't typically flying around, I also carefully ignored in my hope for some sane explanation. Somewhat satisfied by my rationalization, I went to work and felt much better for the rest of the day. That is until one last fact filtered into my mind. I, it dwelt there for the rest of the workday, nagging at me, and I rushed home to confirm my suspicions. Reaching the window again, just as the sun was setting, I felt a chill run down my spine. My troublesome suspicion was accurate. There was a screen on the outside of the window. The noise had very clearly been the sound of the glass being struck. Whatever had hit the window had have to have done it from inside the room. Hmm. Those are mine okay. for the week. Okay. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up. I did more funny tweets. Okay. Me, how do you want your steak cooked? Child, cook it so it tastes like chicken McNuggets. <laughs> oh, my God. That's such a kid thing to say. <laughs> Ten-year-old me, when am, I, when am I ever going to use long division in real life? 34-year-old me, opening daughter's backpack. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, when playing hide-and-seek with your kids, you're not allowed to get in the car and drive somewhere else to hide. What? <laughs> Why not? 
<laughs> baseball glove, $150. Baseball bat, $250. Uniform, $120. Cleats, $100. Having my son quit <laughs> in his first week of Little League practice, priceless. Oh my gosh, been there. <laughs> God. My daughter got up today wanting to know who decides the days, who decides that days have to start before lunch. And we should really put fifth graders in charge of more things. I agree. I do, too. You should not start the day before lunch. Absolutely not. No. It's way too early. Five-year-old bending his own finger backward. This hurts, and I don't know how to make it stop. Me. Sighs and closes his college savings account. (laughs) (laughs) My kids said they wanted to try something new this summer, so I showed them how to vacuum and do laundry. Oh, nice. Oh, you guys are having chips? Our daughter walking into the living room an hour after going to bed. <laughs> that is so true. Fuck yes, it is. And you're like, God damn I it. I know. An hour later, I thought I was good. <laughs> Shout out to all those parents who can stay calm while their children mix Play-Doh colors. Oh, yeah. You got to give that shit up. Yeah. You just just let it go. Yeah, you can't care. (laughs) You can't care. Six-year-old, how much cheese can I have? Me, as much as you want. Six-year-old, they don't make that much cheese. (laughs) I feel that (laughs) six-year-old. I heard the first I'm bored, which means ten more weeks of summer break. Oh, I got plenty. My kids don't tell me they're bored anymore. I got plenty for you to do. (laughs) Plenty. I got lists of crap that needs That's done. That's right. Of course I want my kids to be smarter than I am. I just want it to happen after they grow up and can no longer use it against me. <laughs> yeah. What, what's wrong with that? Nothing. <laughs> Sometimes parenting means asking the tough questions like, who taped all these balloons to the dog? <laughs> oh, <poor> t- <laughs> <laughs> Me. You better watch your mouth, five-year-old. I have two eyes on top of my head, which is on top of my mouth, so I can't watch it. Me. Well, damn it. (laughs) You know what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) And this is my last one. Okay. This morning, my son was trying to get my husband to give him a very early breakfast. Oh, wait. No, wait. This is not my last one. Okay. This is my second to last one. Okay. This morning, my son was trying to get my husband to give him a very early breakfast. When he turned to his little sister and said, quick, say something cute so he'll say yes. (laughs) They're compiling their talents. We're doomed. No, they're outnumbered. (laughs) And this is my last one. Okay. I was out with my sons and my youngest started crying because he wanted a box of tampons thinking it was candy. (laughs) My middle son yelled, those aren't candy, they're tampons for mommy's wiener. My oldest screamed, my oldest screamed, mommy doesn't have a wiener, she has a vagina. Wear a condom. (laughs) Oh my God. That's hilarious. Oh my God. People without kids just don't know. I never had to worry about any of that kind of stuff. Well, like, I've been in situations where I'm standing there and been like, like, this is my life. 
You got it. You got to just go with it. That is hilarious. I feel like I kind of missed out on all the funny stuff because, you know, Peyton. Oh, Peyton man. is like a little. This is what I call him. He's my little old man. Yeah. He's definitely. like he was already grown up. Yeah. You know, he didn't do this, you know, stuff like that. That. Well, I honestly, I'm, I think him being an only child has a lot to do with that. Probably. And yeah, when your children have siblings and they get together and they. I mean, it's just insane. It's insanity. <laughs> That's all it is. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Send us your stories. We really need them. Anything. We'll take funny, scary, creepy, anything. Goldsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook. Rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen. Um, recommend us on Facebook. People ask for podcast recommendations a lot. So look out for those. And recommend us, and we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye. So, first one, I once searched high and low all over my house for like 25 minutes for a certain pair of shorts that I just could not find because I had them on. <laughs> That's like the phone thing. It is. There's one of those in here, too, in here, too. Next one, I worked at a craft store. When we were going through the aisles cleaning up, we were supposed to grab any damaged items and put them in a specific bin. At the end of each night, the manager would quickly go through it. One night, she dug through it and pulled out a wooden E. Who put this in here, she asked. I did, and I told her, it's supposed to be an E, but it's missing one of the prongs. My manager then informed me that it was, in fact, a wooden F. (laughs) (laughs) Are you there? Oh, yeah. Just a little. (laughs) Okay, next one. I took a quick break at work and went to get a soda. My brain went on autopilot and I drove home, walked in, took off my work shirt, plopped on the couch, turned on the TV, and wondered where my girlfriend was. And she usually got home before I got off of work. That's when I looked up at the clock and realized I had three hours left on my shift. Oh, my God. (laughs) I've done that before where I've walked outside and I'm like, am I supposed to leave now? And I have to look at my clock to see what time it is. Yeah, I get that. Uh, next one, I once tried to take a screenshot of a crack on my phone screen. That doesn't work. <laughs> oh my uh, next one, I was at the zoo buying a fountain pop when the staff didn't give me a straw. I asked for one, but he said that they didn't give out straws due uh, to the free roaming animals on the ground uh, the zoo ground. I asked, how am I supposed to drink this? Without breaking eye contact, he took the drink and removed the plastic lid and handed it back to me. <laughs> <laughs> if you tip it, it pours out. <laughs> Well, okay, so I kind of understand. Why did they put the lid on? Yeah, you can't drink it with the lid on. No. Especially if it was one of those with the straw hole. Exactly. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> uh, next one up until my freshman year of college, I thought that red and green when mixed was what made purple. Boy, did I feel dumb when I discovered the truth in my chemistry class by arguing with a textbook, a chemist, and a full classroom of people. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's red and, and purple, blue. Or, yeah, yeah, red and blue make purple. Yes. Red and green make, like, cute. Yeah, that's not a color. No. <laughs> Okay, so I worked at a tea store. At the end of the day, I had to fill a big sink in the back and wash out all the tea makers we used during the day. I turned the sink on to fill, then went about some other duties as usual. Half an hour later, a cold feeling of dread hits me as I realized I forgot about the sink. I flooded the back room and took, it took me an hour to clean up. Oh my gosh. That sucks. Yeah. Next one, I once spent an hour, almost an hour, searching my house for my phone while I was on the phone with my mom. <laughs> she heard me getting frustrated and throwing things around, so she asked what was wrong. I replied, I can't find my phone anywhere. I've been looking for it the whole time I've been on the phone. Oh, shit. <laughs> Everybody has done exactly. that. Everybody. Exactly. Next one, I was interviewing for a job with Yahoo Maps. Before the interview, the HR woman asked me if I needed directions to the Yahoo campus. I said, oh, I'll just Google it. Her response was, uh, you mean your Yahoo Maps it? Needless to say, I didn't get the job. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Next one, I tried to get my t- the toast out of the toaster with a fork. Mm, not smart. No. This one is hilarious and it's something I do. Uh, I once put a cup of water in the microwave, but the cup is too tall. So I poured out some water. And <laughs> I tried to put the cup back, thinking it would fit. <laughs> oh my gosh.
sometimes I have never done that. I haven't either, but it's something I would do. I could see myself doing that. Yeah, oh, I'm just water. No problem. Uh, next one, a girl in my class had a cool shirt on that I had that had a bunch of little watermelon slices on it. My stupid brain decided to compliment her on her shirt by saying, nice melons. Oh my gosh. <laughs> next one, I tried to unscrew a light bulb while it was still on. Not smart. I bet it's hot. Yeah. Next one, I was heating up a pan to make ground beef. The oil I dumped in started smoking, so I grabbed a paper towel to wipe it out. Turns out that hot smoking oil is still hot when it soaks through a paper towel. <laughs> next one, a random girl asked me to take her photo in the park, so I agreed. After taking her photo, she thanked me and apologized for being bothersome. My dumbass replied her thank you with, no, thank you, instead of you're welcome. <laughs> um, next one, I once put a, heat, a pizza in the oven to reheat while it was still in the box and turned the temperature up to over 400 degrees. My roommate laughed at me after we got the fire out and assessed that there was no damage. He really gave me a hard time about it. I have an advanced degree. I'm not going to, to say in what because I'm afraid they'll take it away when they discover this story. <laughs> next one, I used to go in and pay for patrol when my dad was... Uh, giving me a lift for work, and three times I got in the wrong car. Once I even sat down, looked to my right to see a very scared and confused driver. Looked out my window, my dad's just staring at me, shaking his head. 